Hey everyone, welcome back to Lash Boss Radio. Today I'm interviewing Paul and Tessany of Lashcast Podcast. They're also putting on a really cool event this year called LashCon. Um, this episode in particular was recorded at IBS where we shared a booth together. We don't talk about LashCon in the episode, but you have probably heard a lot of buzz about it. There's going to be some amazing speakers. I will be one of them. I'll be speaking a couple of times. There will be a link in the show notes to buy tickets. Um, but without further ado, let's get into the episode. So I'm here with Paul and Tessany. They are behind the LashCast podcast. I'm here with them in a booth we are sharing at IBS. Um, they recently announced that they closed their salon, uh, Integrity what? Lash, if you no, weren't aware. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> what? Wait, who, where did that news come out? <laughs> um, so I wanted to talk to them about it. Um, they had a whole episode about that, and I believe you should just go listen to that first. But um, we're just going to talk about, you know, the not glamorous side of owning a salon so Mm -hmm. yes there are not glamorous parts about it what no it's all good it's all great it's like shark tank (laughs) you know everyone makes a million dollars oh yeah yeah, yeah, and you work only you know hour a week and you go that's right on the beach right and at (laughs) night you unload you, you, the you, truck. Yeah. We and secretly you, bring you, up the truck and we load it in. You the money yeah. that you made during the day. So I know you guys went in detail about this, um, yeah. but can, can you just summarize w- what happened? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the long version is an hour and 45 minute episode of Last Cast. So you really want the long, dirty details. I think we spent the first hour talking about why we closed and the second half is all about the lessons learned mm-hmm. or learning, yeah. I should say. But in short, I mean, basically we got sued uh, labor dispute, um, and in California, labor laws are really oppressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, just the idea is this: the basic concept is, you can't just make schedule breaks for your team. You have to force them to take breaks, and if you don't, you're liable for an hour that hour break. You're supposed to pay them an hour um, pay for that missed break. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, they can slap another $4,000 fine on top of that for every infraction of every type of infraction. So to be clear, I, I do want to make it make it clear that we were in violation um, yeah. for, for a few things. Um, intentionally or not? Unintentionally, oh, not, not, no, yeah. Yeah, not intentionally. These were things, actually, we, we didn't know. We've been paying for breaks for basically almost the past... Three years, three, three years Three and a half so, years. Yeah. And um, when we realized that we... You know, as business owners, we we found out, oh my gosh, we have to be doing this. So we actually announced it in a team meeting. We said, hey, we realized we weren't doing this before, but now as a benefit, we, you know. And I, I think it was you, Tess. I think you warned me and said, we probably shouldn't have just openly told the team, by the way, we've been now in violation. We should have said, hey, good news, guys. Yeah. We're going to pay you for breaks now. Good people you were trying to do. I got it. Yeah. I did. Yeah, just didn't, didn't think. And so. Um, you know, uh, because of that, because we're in violation, um, we uh, the a, a, a bunch of gals got together yeah. and 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 brought a suit against us. And they were in their right. I mean, it wasn't like they were doing something seedy, insidious. You know, I mean, it was still in the end, they were legally in the right the right standing. So I'm not going to blame them and say that they're horrible people for doing this. There were infractions that we did that were not right. And I and I would encourage other people if you're an employee, by the way. And you have a problem? Go work it out with your employer first. Don't, don't threaten lawsuits. Don't threaten. I mean, that's that's being nasty. It's not right. being. In the uh, end, did they did they get what they were asking for, or like? <laughs> no, no. Uh, no. In fact, um, we, we can talk a little bit about how how 
you know, we transitioned and it ended, but we had a judgment against us and it was, it was a judgment that we were, there was no way we would ever be able to pay it. And so because of that, we had to file for bankruptcy and, um, it's been a month. We closed the salon. We're still in the bankruptcy part. So because of that, once we file the bankruptcy, there's no money to be paid out for the judgment. So, you know, we had offered them payment plans and things like that, which they, they, uh, didn't, didn't want. Didn't want to take. So in the end, they didn't, they did not get any, uh, the financial windfall that, that they were hoping for, but, but maybe, um, they did get what they wanted, which was putting us out of business. So, you know, which is really sad and (laughs) it, it, it makes no sense to me because you guys have been so helpful to everyone. So it's just very messed up and ironic that like it happened to the people that are out there like for free helping people all of the time to run their businesses it made me cry like on multiple occasions just like talking with y'all about it like it it really makes me upset and I just feel like there was so many other ways that it could have happened um but you know what have you guys like coming out of it now um I know I've spoken with you you guys are more at peace with it now so yeah what, well, yeah. one, one of the things that um, we we want to do and um, it, it, it is learn from the, the, the hard things that happen to us. And if we look at this whole situation, I mean, there's, you know, you can get angry about it and, and you can be hurt and you can grieve. And while there's... And we've had those moments. We have. Yeah. Yeah. We have cried. We have howled. Uh, we, we've, we've been broken hearted. But um, I, I want to encourage people. Um, so one of the takeaways is that um, I really want to encourage people. Like you, you just mentioned, if you have a, a, an issue with your your uh, employer, employer, or, or, or employees, any, either way, any, any conflict with any person, any other human being, one of the things that you should do is go directly to that person and talk to them about it, because a lot of times when we um, uh, connect with another person and we download with them, um, it. it it almost becomes like an echo chamber where you can say, you know, I feel really bad about this. And the other person says, yeah, I feel really bad about that too. And then the anger and the hurt compounds and it might not be based on actual facts. Uh, facts. Right. I mean, the feelings can, can overtake a situation. And sometimes, you know, when we are led by our emotions, we can do foolish things. We can I, do things I that I want to say the biggest thing that killed us, I really think is gossip. In the end, I mean, obviously we were out of compliance. After we weren't out of compliance, they would have had nothing to complain about or or, or point to. But what caused caused the the unrest was the echo chamber and people just telling each other things, lies, things they thought were true. I mean, they thought we had insurance that would cover the lawsuit. So they thought that the insurance would pay for everything. They also thought that we were super rich because we live in Arcadia, which is a very affluent neighborhood, but we rent a very small house and and they also thought because we have a we have a nice car that we bought nine eight nine years ago that um we both have one car but we have a nice car it's a lexus so i admit yes it looks on the outside like oh they must have money um and then on top of that i know that they god just, forbid yeah that yeah. 
you, you succeed in life. <laughs> yeah, I know. Don't Jeez. look successful. And then on top of that, don't, you know, we were open by our numbers. We, we would show that we were doing $100,000 in revenue a month. And wow. so they just assumed half that money was going in our pocket. Wow. Because there wasn't a real understanding of how the business worked. Financial there literacy. Wasn't a, yeah, financial literacy. Like you need to draw in this much money. There was uh, unrealistic ideas of how much it cost to run a business because they, they hadn't done that in I the mean, past. Because they're thinking commission models. They're thinking, okay, if I get, when they work yes. commission, I get 50%, that means the owner gets the other 50 and there's 10 or 11, 12 stylists. That means they're freaking getting paid five, six, eight hundred thousand dollars a year, and I'm making my seventy thousand dollars a year. Oh and it's just so, no clue, no idea. I mean, here's the big secret. Tusney got a huge pay raise when we closed the business, because she now gets paid what she's actually, I'd say what she's worth, yeah. because she's working for herself, and she is not pulling all, pouring all the money into the company to keep the money float, which is what we were doing when she was working as a stylist, yeah. as you know. I mean, yep. really, so much of what you do just goes into pay the bills and takes care of everything. So it's really, really crazy. Anyhow, so that, for us, I think is uh, gossip is really, in the end, what called, because it's misinformation. We heard in the mediation, they'd be like, hey, you guys have a podcast, you won awards. I'm like, we don't make any money from the podcast, no money from the awards. Those don't pay you anything. Yeah, like, Jeez. but how could you have gotten um, uh, top 200 salon and, and salon today, four years in a row? How could you get all these things and not have money? What is wrong with that, though? Yeah. Like, it's hard work and stuff and sacrifice. The amount of money that goes into running the salon, like you were saying, is unreal, and people have no idea. Like, I have said this before, but it has, I've, I've only been in, you know, I've been in business for a while, but like, you know, five, six years, but I've had a salon for th over three years now, and I am still at the end, when I actually see my tax return, I'm still blown away yeah. by how much time and, and work I'm putting in and how little I'm in, taking. It, yeah. But it's because I love business, and I'm so, I love my team so much, and I, I, I don't know where I'd be without them. Yeah. And so it's not all bad at all, but. It, it's it's when the people that you're describing, you know, who just are so ignorant to how much it really takes out of you, it breaks my heart that they're, you know, like, oh, well, you you have this and you have this. Well, you deserve that. Like, you worked so hard, and y'all did this for 13 years. It's not yeah. just, you know, like, wasn't overnight. overnight. Was not overnight. Right. No, it was a long journey of first three years working by herself. Actually, my dad warned us in 2009 when we hired our first employee, my dad said, are you sure you want to hire someone? Because it, the game changes. When you yeah. work for yourself, it's one world, it's a lot easier, no stress. Right. Managing people is not a skill you're born with. Right. And we were not good managers. I don't think we really learned to be good managers until the last you couple know, of years. You when know, when I first met you in person, that was one of the things that you, we talked about at the team-based pay conference was you were so humble and like open about, you know, how much y'all have grown from where y'all were. And that's why I think this just upsets me even more because I've just known you guys for the last year and have like, you know, really, we've talked so much about, you know, ownership and it just broke my heart. Yeah. But, um, I was gonna say also kind of what you were saying about like just talk, just talk to people if you're upset with them. Yeah. If, if you work for them, if you're friends with them, anything because the second you start texting them about it, or if yeah. it's in an email, even sometimes like the tone is is mistaken. Totally. But you get someone face to face. If I at least I soften up a little bit, like I still get my point across. Yeah. But I'm so much more compassionate and understanding of where they're coming from too. And there's so much less, like, 
I don't know, confusion, and there's no room to judge and and be confused. Yeah, what just the miscommunication other goes down. When you actually yeah. talk to someone, and we had a policy in our slot, I will not text you about anything other than like scheduling right i'll tell you Something hey canceled. be in the salon or yeah. this or that if you're like hey, having an issue i'm like no i'm not going to take gonna, it i will don't meet take with the you bait. i will not take That's it i mean i've had point. people we've had, when we first started it wasn't like that though in the oh, beginnings no. we would post memos yeah we would do texts we would do emails and it almost always went wrong it yeah. always someone come back to me like, i can't believe da, 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 da. i'm like i was just trying to tell you about our schedule tomorrow like you want to quit? You want to fire me or something? Like, no, yeah. that wasn't what I was saying. But they're like, oh, you hate me. No, you know? you're gonna talk to my attorney. Yeah, I had someone uh, text me like after I said something about a, a, a scheduling issue. It says, well, do you want me to get my attorney? And I'm like, through the oh. text, I'm like, uh, do we don't need attorneys for this? This is me just trying to work out a scheduling problem. So forget it. No more. Just meet, talk, look someone in the eyes, and then they can see what you're trying to communicate. It takes a certain amount of restraint. Yeah. You know. Um, we were in a class uh, yesterday, was it Kim or Lindy, that was talking about humility. Oh, I think it was Kim, Kim James. Um, yeah, I Kim think James. Kim, yeah. And um, so, so that's something that I encourage everyone to have. And we, we uh, humility has, has helped us because um, you frequently have, sometimes you can, when you're wrong, you don't have the understanding that you're wrong. Like when you've been wrong about something and you're arguing about, you know, no, uh, the stamp goes on this side of the envelope or whatever. Um, I'm always wrong on that one. Yeah. Well, when you're wrong, it doesn't feel like you're wrong. There's no, no internal um, uh, structure that says you're wrong or a light that goes off in your head. So the only thing that can keep you from making a complete fool out of yourself is having a sense of restraint, and, and that's humility, like the possibility that I could be wrong. You know, if you have that and you're going into a conversation with somebody or even with a tech situation, like, even though I feel completely justified that this is the right and I'm on the right side of the situation, there is a possibility that you could be wrong. So, con you know, conducting yourself in that way wow. that with, I could be wrong here. That's and a not good know, point. It's yeah. like, so if you arm yourself with the, that humility that says, I could be wrong here, you're going to be less likely to... Um, do the wrong thing, you yeah. know, but that's not an easy thing to do, no, to put on that I humility think that's suit. Self -aware, that's even self-aware, and I think self-awareness is not a, again, not something you're born with. I think most people are, we're pretty unaware about things. I mean, you see me in the salon. I'm a guy with a bunch of women working, and there are so many times to us to be like, Paul, you really don't understand what's going on right now. You're missing it. Yeah. Totally unaware of the yeah. surroundings and what I'm saying and how I'm communicating as a guy. It's right. not the way that women do it. So being self-aware and then being humble yeah. enough to admit, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm wrong. And I plenty of times went back to the staff and go, guys, I said that totally wrong. I, I apologize. <laughs> I'm sorry. You heard one thing. As a guy, we kind of talk this way, but I think it, 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 I missed the boat. That happened more mm -hmm. than once, sadly. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. The reason I, I bring all this up um, is is just because we see it all the time. People glamorize um, business ownership in general, but everyone that enters into this industry, um, I actually started teaching at uh, the beauty school that I once came that I graduated yeah. from. I started teaching their lash course part time because um, you know for reasons you know I would hire people and it, it would, they'd come out of beauty school and I'd be like wow. Um, the education at these schools isn't great, so let me let me go in there, and that may help recruiting and stuff. Mentor, anyway, yeah. So, you know, e even 
going and teaching now, and I remember this back when I was in school, you, they're talking about owning your own business all of the time. And these students come into the industry expecting that they're gonna be business owners sometimes, um, and they have no idea what's about to happen. Yeah. So, and I don't wanna discourage people from doing that because there's so many people that are cut out for it. Yeah. And, I, and, I'm not, and I'm not talking to those people. Um, and you know, in ways I, I still am because we all can learn something. But do you guys have advice after going through everything that you went through? Like, would you do it again? How would you do it differently? That's a really good question, Shelby. And it's kind of, um, it's only been a month for us, so we're still in a little bit I'm of I'm starting mine right now. <laughs> Are you? No. What's it going to be called? Paul's Lashes. <laughs> so Uncle sexy. Paul. <laughs> Uncle Paul, yeah, Uncle Paul, <laughs> oh yeah. God. Yeah, Uncle Paul lashes. Oh my gosh, it's so lame. <laughs> so some old, some old gray-haired guy doing lashes now. No, anyhow. Because it's so, it's been so recent. We're still processing things. So some of the conclusions uh, that we're coming to are still in process and still a little raw. We have PT, PT, uh, PTSD. PTSD. Yeah, PTSD, yeah, yeah, right? definitely. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. So I know the bottom line is that I mean. I'm proud of what we built. I'm proud of the things that we did. Did we do it perfectly? No. There were times that we were um, we were wrong and that we made mistakes. Hopefully, if you look at the body and our whole career, it's like when when we had things that we we did incorrectly, we 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 tried to humble ourselves and we tried to to learn from them and and not repeat those things again. Again, one of my most favorite comment um, quotes is that you, you our most unhappy customers are our greatest source of learning and so when we had those we tried to learn from them and the most unhappy team members too is a great yeah. source of learning too so um, but then we asked the question you know would I do it again some of uh, some of the things uh, are, are really really painful I mean you can grow you break your leg and it's painful the bone sets and 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 you can go off and 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 use that bone again like you normally would but there are parts of uh, there are parts of the recovery that are hard. Um, I think the hardest thing is that, and and the part that we struggle with emotionally is that the intentions that we had were really to bless people yeah. and to grow people. We wanted to create um, a workplace that was edifying, that was encouraging, that was fun. We look back at the meetings and we had fun in our meetings. We yeah. gave away money. We had contests and. And it was because that's the kind of work environment that we wanted to have. And so I look back at that and I, I'm proud of those things. I, I, I do get discouraged sometimes when I think that our intentions were so misconstrued and yeah. that people think that we were trying to hurt them intentionally. For the things that we did wrong, I wanna say I'm sorry. I'm really sorry, you know, um, I'm, I'm, I'm broken as a, yeah. as a human being. I'm not perfect, I'm in process. But I, I, I wanna, I wanna be approachable, and I wanna say I wanna do it right. Yeah. The par hardest part is is just being misunderstood. No, and, totally. Um, yeah. and, and it was we were totally misrepresented. But at the same time, I think we could have done things better, and we're growing. We grow and we get better. Um, but I think for me, looking back, and I've lost my train of thought now. Yeah. Um, well, what, do you, Do you have regrets, or like, would you do it again? Would so. you? Um, no, I don't. I, when I look back at this, I don't have. I have. I will say this. When I hear people say they don't have regrets. I think you have not lived a life then where the mistakes happen because we're yeah. all going to make mistakes. We're all going to screw up. Now, 
the regrets come, do you learn from something or do you do repeat it again? And that for me, most of the times I've repeated stupid things and that's been disappointing. But when I've grown and I've learned from it, then I feel like, okay, that was a mistake that was worth growing from. And I, would I do this again? I, there's a part of me that would like to give it another shot because I really feel like these last two years, we had cracked the code. We really had really honed our skills as managers, as business owners. The salon was really cooking. We had great staff. We knew how to market ourselves. We knew how to build a team. We knew how to do the systems. I mean, yeah. I'm really proud that we were, I think one of the only last salons until I heard about you that we had benefits. Like we yeah. vacation pay, sick pay. We paid for breaks. We had health insurance. We um, had, we paid for training, monthly trainings. We, we paid for our staff to go to events. We, we did stuff. We paid for mileage. We paid yeah, for their time. When we took them places, they, yeah. yeah. Like we really took care of them. And while there were definitely we had moments where we messed up things, I don't think we did anything so egregious that we deserved the, you know, our salon should be closed because of that. Absolutely not. I, I don't think we were in that level of incompetence or neglect or negligence or anything. We were, I think, overall very good owners who we loved our staff. We didn't want to cut corners. We did things by the law. We didn't just take cash only. We. We yeah. had insurance. Everyone was W-2s, no 1099s. See, and you see that all the time. It's yeah. happening all of the time. I hear that question all the time. Like, well, I'm thinking of, you know, uh, just 1099ing my employees. Or, and I'm like, what are you talking That's yeah. literally a contradiction, Yeah. first of all. Yeah, and they're not your employee if you're a 1099. <laughs> Sorry. And it's, or people saying, like, well, I, I'm thinking of switching to W-2 from 1099. Like, you should be doing that yesterday. Yes, yeah. Exactly. Like, don't even think about it anymore. You have to do that. Yeah. Or if you are, like, they say, a booth renter, then you're not, here's the thing to anyone who's listening, you're going to hate me for sense. You're not a salon owner. You are a landlord. You yeah. just have a room, especially if you're truly booth rent. Like, they literally just give you a rent check. They have their own key. They have their own t schedule, their own everything, they just, their own payment system. They just basically walk in, give you a monthly rent check, and then they got their room. Okay, you're a landlord, you're not a salon owner, you're not building a team. You're not I building agree. a team. And there's nothing wrong with that no. as no. long as it, as, as the, re, the thing is, is that you don't want to do things wrong because the liability for it is so painful and it's yeah. such a big risk. And yeah. if you haven't been burned, if you haven't been, um, kicked down, um, you have no point of reference for how painful that's going to be. Right. Um, so Everyone assumes it's not going to happen to them. Yeah. Really do. They don't think it's going. It's possible that they could be, you know, sued by an employee or by a client, or because I hear people don't have insurance. Like, holy crap, insurance is not that expensive, guys. You know, for an individual, it's like a hundred bucks a year. Yeah. You know, for a company, for us, it was like a thousand dollars, whatever yeah. it was a year. It's not a lot of money. Get that insurance. You don't want that one client getting screwed up and suing you for a half million dollars. The thing is, all that goes into managing employees and running a business is so much more than signing up for insurance or <laughs> like yeah. l researching how to do things in your state. And I think the takeaway from this is y'all learned like the repercussions of, of the whole labor law thing. And we can now teach people like you have like this is like the minimum that you have to do, and then after that comes like the culture and everything that you guys like really were so good at. Yeah. And so I'd say if you're looking to open a salon, like really make sure like your state's laws because I think especially California, like if you guys were in another state, yeah, yeah. we would be we'd happen. be around, we'd be still in the business. If you're in Texas, you'd be fine. Yeah, yeah. California, you you can't have a, a non compete. Uh, 
contract. I mean, people do have them, but can but you, you can can't you enforce them. them? Can you enforce it? No, it's very difficult. Um, in terms of you know breaks and stuff like that, there's the impetus is it's really in it, it, it's really hard for the business owner. Really, yeah. um, there's a lot more things that the the business owner has to make sure that they're doing. The consequences of violating those are are really so high. Yeah. yeah, it's so sad. But yeah, the, and there's so much more than that too. So it's not just like okay, cool, like I know my labor laws and I have insurance, all of that stuff. It's so much more than that because you even have to show up every day 100% in being cons consistent with like being a leader. If you're having a bad day, can't show that. No, you and can't. that's that is my biggest mistake actually. And I yeah. don't know if I've shared too much about that, but I I carry so much weight um, with like the stress and it shows. Yes. On and your I've, face. And I've yeah. done it many times and I go home and I cry about it and I'm sad um, <laughs> that I let it happen again and, and let it get to me, but um, you know, I'm growing too and it's it's just it's so much on a person owning a business. Yeah. Kim said this yesterday is yeah. one of the hardest things that you could ever do. It and is. it really is. And so you have to think about that before you do it, before you put yourself in that position. But it, it's kind of like she mentioned it in the class that it's a little bit lonely because yes. leadership means that you can't complain down. You can't no. um, you can't use your team or or your clients or anybody that's working for you to meet your needs. That's your sounding board. No, nope. you you can't even process in some ways because you have to be the fearless leader, and so you've got to find a safe place where you can um, be vulnerable, that you can be in process, that you can uh, hash things out. Um, I mean, I've made the same mistake too. I oh, Kim totally. shared at a time where she went out and she freaked out on on on, on the, the team. infamous Kim breakdown that she talks about. Yeah. yeah, I had a moment like that too with one of um, um, my team members. Um, I completely freaked out, and it's We're a human. Yeah, and yeah. it's one of those regrets that I look back and I think, oh my gosh, and it just like I failed as a human being in this moment. And, and she I, says that too, like. They remember that yes. you in that one yeah. moment. She, yeah. She lost, lost her whole team and, on and, that moment. Yeah. yeah, it's heartbreaking because we know the feeling. We told you. We, I, yep. I've told Tuss this. There is no grace for business owners. None. It doesn't matter how much good you've done. If you overstep that line once in any real gross way, it's over. Trust is broken, and um, you know that was a learning a, a learning opportunity for me. Um, uh, but it's so costly. Yeah, it yeah, is. That's so true. Um, so for me, when I when I am able to show up 100% and be the leader that I know that I am deep down, um, what I have to do in order for that to happen is I can't be lashing all of the time, mm -hmm. and I have to run the business, and that is my role. Yeah. And everyone will thrive because of that if I can do that part, but everyone's going to be affected if I have to do all of the jobs and if everyone else is slacking. Yeah. So would you would you recommend, like when, I have to ask, at the times whenever you guys were not in compliance, was that when you were like really lashing all the time and, and trying to hire and do it by yourself? Was this before Paul came on? Um, this was more in the beginning. Um, well, it's how the business is set up. Yeah. I mean, when we, you started, you just copied what was known before with commission, right? Yeah. So commission, no one wants a break in commission. They want to work every hour on the oh, client. Yeah. Yeah. So w when Tusney first started, she worked like 12-hour days, 
six days a week, slammed. Then she hired her first employee. That person was the same way. They just followed they that same all. We said, do you want lunch? Nope, don't give me a lunch. I just want to work. I want to get out of here as fast as I can, and I just want to make as much money as, as I can in so the time So they take one-hour appointments, eight or nine in a row, boom, 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 and they would squeeze a potty break in there somewhere or maybe eat food while they're working, you know? That was what we, when we first started. Then we realized that was broken. We became a team-based pay salon. And when we switch over, we put breaks for lunch. At least we started putting lunches in. And then we told them verbally. We said we're going to add, well, didn't we no. add like? Well, what we said, well, by the way, don't worry. In between, you can take a break. Like, you know, finish a little early and start climbing maybe a few minutes late. Take, make sure you have enough time to go to the bathroom, eat. Don't just work straight back we to back to back. We always said that, but, it, you know. It, but it, it didn't matter. So um, they didn't, you know, because in the end, once they got hourly and once we then learned later, I was on staff at the time by 2011. We didn't change over to paid breaks till 2016 or 2015. So when we were 16. commission, it's like we really list, I mean, we we were less um, owners at that point. We, we kind of let yeah. them decide and they were the ones that wanted that. So that's how that got, that's. Everyone's their own boss in commission. Everyone's their own boss kind of. You run your own thing, you show up when you want, you One do your own thing. Yeah. yeah, it's, it's you know, because you're not a team. And in the team-based pay culture, we're now a team. Everyone's held to the same standards, same principles, same, you know, expectations. Because we're trying to be a team. We're not trying to be a bunch of individual all-stars doing our own thing. Now it's a much yeah. different concept and much different. And it's not for everyone. Some people don't thrive in that environment. They like being the all-star. They like being their own person, which is fine. But for us, I think we had found those people, and it took time to get there and figure it all out. But. For some reason, I just lost more of my yeah. chance was too. I, I think <laughs> when we were, definitely when we were more lashing, my right. focus was about the client that's in front of me and the book that's in front of me. And it, it, it was, I, I also saw in some ways that I was being pulled in two different directions. If a staff member was having an issue, it, was, it felt like an imposition because I had a client right in front of me that I had to yes. take care of. So I yeah. realized, you know, oh, I can't do both of these things. There yeah. is no way. I mean, you can do it for a short term, but you're not, you're doing two jobs and you're not good at either one of them. So I needed somebody. Yeah, you know. and that's what's amazing, Mel. You have two managers, I think, right, to help you run. Because I was gonna say, there's no way by yourself you can be lashing and managing two salons. Yeah, um, well, one of them actually, she just quit to be a stay-at-home mom. Okay. Which we're really happy for her. We're still yeah. great friends with her. Um, she left on great terms, but we still have the one. And now she's overseeing both. Oh, wow. Which, because of that, I'm like, all right, I've got to pull her out of lashing because this is going to happen to her. It's She'll burn out, to too. Exactly. She'll burn out. So that we're actually in transition of that right now. So it's because what was happening is I was the person who's if someone called in sick or something happened I had to go in and it, I, it threw off my whole day and it's almost every single day there's some hitch in the road yes I mean it's not the yeah. same person no. but every, you know somebody's exactly. got a, a, a car accident or the garage won't open or the electricity and if you if you are or what I call it is like I will never put myself in a vulnerable position like that that was the most vulnerable we could have ever been is where we were fully like we were up to the brim with the current staff that we had where I had to be the one to jump in and that's the most vulnerable position oh, yeah. you can be as a business owner because who's gonna run this like you're now gonna be resentful of everyone who is just like hey Shelby can I ask you she's so like that too oh my gosh underneath and yes. it's like somebody asked for the tiniest thing and you're just like the fuse is so yes. short uh, it affects everything, and then it 
it, it affects, it comes to you and then it goes right back down to the team yeah. and affects everything else. So we're doing that now. We're, I'm no longer going to be the last minute person. And, and no, the big thing people don't realize, manage. if you're going to be the owner of your salon, and you're and they're let's say you're not lashing. You're gonna be the the, the pinch hitter. You're gonna be oh, the yeah. person jumping in on the last second notice to fix it. I don't know how many times Tuss would be done with her day, and then a, a person would get sick and have to go home. Right, guess who gets to stay late and take yep. all the clients? Yep. Tuss is there till midnight doing lashes. He'd been there since 7 a.m., but no one else is volunteering to take over. Everyone else is like, I'm gonna go home. Goodbye. I did my eight hours, and there she is working. So. And before you. Before you are a, a, a business owner, when you're thinking about it in theory, you think, oh, I know that's gonna happen. I'll have to pinch it every now and then. Mm -hmm. But what you don't understand is that it's an everyday oh, thing. Yeah. And so that's the thing that I know that you're trying to like raise awareness. Yeah. It's not, the ownership isn't for everything. It's not a bad thing. It's just that you have to count the cost of those things yeah. so that you're not completely overwhelmed because it does happen every single day. So when I, before I opened Pink Lady, um, my best friend, I, I used to vent to her about, you know, even opening the salon was a process. And I, you know, vent to her and she's like, well, you know, when you open, you're just going to have a whole new set of issues. And I'd be like, yeah, yeah. Like, but at no that problem. point, I'll be so happy and I'll be fine. Like, it's going <laughs> to be fine. Like, I don't yeah. even worry. Like, yeah. But I had no idea. And sometimes when I vent to her now, she's like, remember when I told you you're gonna have a whole new set of the problems? Like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, but I didn't realize, like you said, it is literally every day. It's every single day. And like, yeah. I just wanna touch, uh, just dovetail on what you said about the opening. It's like, you don't think that like, okay, so now I have to give a key to somebody. Okay, even the giving of the key to somebody is gonna have an issue because I remember we gave a key to somebody and somebody's like, well, do I get a pay raise? That's a key holder is a prominent position, Jesus. and I don't, you know, like. I'm not a key holder, so I don't want to be responsible. So it's like, oh my gosh, you know, it's. So, and, and all this to say, like, all of us have talked about the, the great parts about owning a business, but I feel like everyone already sees that. And yeah. so I feel like it's my duty to also bring awareness to the other sides of it too. Absolutely. But yeah. I don't want people to think, you know, that you guys or me are just, you know, being negative about it. Um, but it, it isn't glamorous. No, it's, it's really the hard fun. work. Anything that is good in life takes hard work. There's right. nothing given to you in life. No one owes you anything. You have to earn it. You have to work your ass off. That's the real world. No one just shows up like Kim Kardashians and all that. We think that's real reality. Like you just get on a TV show and you make millions of dollars, people follow you and love you. No, I guarantee you that the Kardashians and all what they did, they worked their asses off to set that all up so that they could do what they did. Right. And we're just seeing the after effects of all that work that's paying off. And the same thing with you and us with our podcast. I know that there's people who thought, oh, wow, they got a podcast and they got you have two slots. It must be amazing. Like yeah. now you finally made it. And like you've said, I remember I love this. You had one one um, one uh, store, and you're like, okay, if I just have two stores, then I'll finally <laughs> make it. And then you're like, it didn't change. No. Like you knew you were just keeping worse. the chasing the carrot, and, and now, now they're now you the need three, or you need more stores, or now you need to have a product line. But I, in a way, if I didn't open the second store, I don't know where I'd be though, it, like as a person, because yeah. it has made me come. It's really made me open up my eyes to so many things, and I'm thankful of it all. Yeah. Because of that, because. I've, I've grown so much as a leader and a 
as, as an actual person too, mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. from all of the stuff. And that's know? the thing about you that's, I think, really important for people to realize. If you're the type of person who doesn't want to grow, who doesn't want to evolve. I don't want to say doesn't want to grow, because that's not, maybe I don't, it, it, the, 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 a person's not going to identify no themselves say that. that way. They're going to say, do I want to fuss about this? I don't want to fuss about that. I, I guess if you want to take on more responsibility and work harder, then be a salon owner. If you like challenges and you like the, like get in the trenches and yeah. fight, then be a salon owner. If yeah. you're like, no, I'd rather go home every day and watch Netflix and relax and be with my kids, be with my family, and not stress and every night. And un you know, and, just connect. And it's, it's, and it's just point. a job. It's just my job. I do it for six hours a day, and the rest of the time I'm yeah. with doing my other stuff. Then that's what you should do. But don't think it's somehow going to get easier and, and more profitable just because you become a salon owner and have all these employees. It yeah. is hard, hard work. Nothing worthwhile is ever easy in life. And we yeah. think something like... So a good example always when we think about people work out. Some guy I see you know, on Instagram with these six packs and then all his muscles. I'm like, oh my gosh, I wish I looked like that. <laughs> that guy didn't just take you know one hour a week and yeah. become like that. The guy worked like a dog, endless hours, got that way. Then he finally went on Instagram and started showing it off and all that. Yeah. That's like what it's like to run a business. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. <laughs> so we've really encouraged everyone at this point. Oh my gosh, I can't wait to run a business. I mean, the upsides are there's great joy and knowing you built something there's great joy knowing you're providing for a team and when it does work there's a lot of great joy and feeling it's a job well done when your team looks at you and says thank you wow this is amazing i'm so excited we've had you know employees come this is an amazing place to work we're so grateful those things make it worth it and it, you feel yeah. like you're building a legacy and you're pouring your life into other people that to me now is good reasons to do a business uh, another thing is that i think people don't see the the behind the scenes so and that's another thing that happens as a business owner is no one is going to pat you on the back and say like <laughs> I know what you have done what in order sacrificed. for you ha to have this really talented team in order for that desk girl to be super amazing and know and all engaged. the answers and smiling all the time in order for there to be water when the when the clients show up in order for there to be lashes stocked all of the time all of those things didn't just happen. You put those things in place. And even if there were other people on the team, at the end of the day, it started with you and your hiring process and firing process. And right. like all of the things that have to go into that. And, and even your team being appreciative of you, they're only going to be appreciative of you if they actually like you and trust you and respect you, which comes with how you show up every day, which yeah. comes with like all of the, what we just talked about before, you know, like, it, it's so incredibly much, but it is so worth it. Like I love my life so much and I'm yeah. so thankful for, for the team and all of the good and the bad, you know, but, um, I think it would be messed up to just talk about, you know, the good stuff and, and everybody be blindsided. Like I was yeah. whenever I opened, you know, I remember asking our coach for strategies at one point say, is there ever a time it just gets easy? And his response is, yeah, when, when everyone's dead. <laughs> it's Jeez, very hard because yeah. as long as you have live human beings working together in a room, doesn't matter what business, you're going to have bu people bumping into each other because yeah. we're human, we're flawed, and we make mistakes, and we have poor communication skills at times, or we assume things, or we just do things that aren't or in the best interest for everyone or just for ourselves usually. We're very selfish people, generally speaking. And so for that, I think it was, it was hard because I didn't want to hear the answer. I wanted to hear at some point as an owner, no, at some point, once you've got all the systems in place, it just runs itself. Then you you sit back, you drink your coffee, and you just go, this is my machine. I built it. It's awesome. Like, 
No, every day it's a new battle, there's new fights, new clients come in with new problems, new employees say, come up with things that you never even thought of that were going to be a problem, all yeah. of a sudden are problems, yes. and you have to build a new system or a new way to deal with it. It's just part of being a business owner. And I think if you go into that with the expectation, you're going to equip yourself really well to be able to handle those those types of things. Um, yeah. It, it's, <laughs> it's all about systems. Yeah. Basically, because we're human beings and because we're flawed and because things will, uh, no matter what, will we'll gravitate towards chaos, you know, as the business owner, you have to create a system to protect from that. Just like what you said about you, if the, the front desk gal is smiling, you know, that's a system. There's checking in to make sure that she's got the training she needs. Um, when some place is running really well, uh, it's because there's systems in place. Right. Um, and so that as a business owner, that's pretty much your, your, your job is to get those systems in place. And there's not a lot of gratitude for that. You've got to find, you've no, got to find <laughs> your, your reason for doing it in a way that you're, it's, it's not a lot of acolytes every day, right? No. So I think the difference between a quote unquote good business owner and one that maybe isn't cut out for it is somebody that only complains about it and doesn't do anything yeah. up to change that for next time. Yep. So even though you hear me talk about the bad stuff, I can tell you how to prevent that to, to mm -hmm. the best of your ability mm -hmm. at the same time. Because with everything that has happened, it even though there may have been a similar situation that happened again, it's like, okay, well now let's tweak this policy right. slightly or let's tweak the way that we would handle this again. And that's how you get through it. That's how you grow as a business owner. And that's how you make it work because you're right. It, it, it is always going to be hard, but you just, you have to be ready to just learn and grow. And it's like a machine that you have to keep paying attention to and fixing all of the little parts that come unscrewed. All and, the yeah. time. And like, that's okay. I love that. I, I've it's never heard of that cool. said that way, but I, I think that's again like the self-aware business yeah. owner is someone who's willing to see the flaws and then adjust to it. While, because I've worked for bosses who were never going to grow. They yeah. they were just going to do it one way. Didn't matter if it worked or didn't. They were and and eventually you know bad things followed usually. So and, and the thing is like I I've started to enjoy the what they call the process. And mm -hmm. even when it's bad, I almost kind of get this. Like I like it a little. Yeah. You got it. You guys know, you know my story um, really well. Uh, the you know the one of the reasons that brought me to strategies and team-based pay and switching from commission um, was just like we were financially just so off, you know, of what we should be because we're a really successful salon, and so you know we switched our, you know, our business model and it changed a lot of stuff. But um, I I have to admit that when it got really bad, like the times where I'd be crying um, in my bedroom, just on the floor, like literally. <laughs> there was a part of me that was like excited and kind of like smiling at the same time. Like it's kind of sick, but <laughs> the reason why is because I was like, this is going to be a really cool like comeback. And I'm going to be really proud of myself from coming out of this. And I'm going to have like a foolproof method yep. of how to really like make this work because I'm coming back from such a low place. And that's why, you know, when I first heard about what was going on with you guys, I, I remember telling you, Paul, like, this is going to be your favorite failure. Like, yeah, it's yeah. such a sick thing, but it's like, it, you know, yeah. you have to, I think, I think that's why I'm 
still sane at this point is because I kind of enjoy, you know, the hard fixing yeah. the stuff you too. You get it. That's 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 <laughs> my quote that I keep saying. Your most unhappy customers, your most unhappy situations are your greatest source of learning. Yeah. Yeah. Because you get it. You're crying um, on on the floor with the sadistic understanding that I'm going <laughs> to learn from this because I don't want this to happen to me again. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to take every ounce of I'm going to feel this pain so I don't have to do it again. Mm -hmm. And that's that you having that. If you have that um, you're going to be successful as a business owner yeah. because you'll learn to take the the bad stuff that comes and you're going to translate that into actual action that has a preventive property in your business. Yeah. And you're not entitled. I think a lot of people get feel entitled like I deserve this. I just, no offense, but you don't deserve anything as a business owner. We didn't deserve anything. We didn't we deserve, didn't deserve anything. you know. You're going to have to earn it and you're going to have to fight your way through it. And I think I love that you said that in some ways even in the midst of that sorrow you have that like okay, you but I'm going to kick some and that is a real true entrepreneur entrepreneur who can see that get it and, and be almost excited with the opportunity <laughs> to rise out of the ashes and do something new. I'll, I'll be honest, for us, these last, last last month, it's been a month exactly, 30 days since we closed, and we've been on a roller coaster. There's been days where I've walked in, I haven't been happier in a long time. I'm like, oh yeah, I can't wait, can't wait. And there's other days, oh my gosh, we just closed, it's horrible, it's like, but I, I right now, we feel like we're like babies again, and this, the, we have this all this new opportunities to do things, and as any entrepreneur, I think, if you see opportunity, that gets you motivated. You're yeah. like, I can get up for that, I can do something new, and, and if you're doing your business, you're learning every day how to tweak it, how to fix it, how to grow yes. it. Yes, well, the, what you just said is like, it, you're going through this roller coaster, I do the same thing, but then, I have this habit of sometimes like coming out of a conversation and replaying it over and over and over again, and I'm like, here I am judging myself, yeah. let it go. Yeah. Like, what can you take away from that, you know? And I think like that's another thing a lot of successful business owners have in common is, is they're not judging the way that they process things and they let themselves feel all of the emotions that, whether it's up and down in the same day, like it is like that and it it's is. okay it like to that. be that way. But learning from it all, you know? So if you want to elaborate and just uh, do a little litmus test for yourself to see, do I have it? You know, what kind of you know business owner would I be? Think about how you would handle, how we handle a bad Yelp review. Okay, yeah. so this is a total microcosm, right? You get them, you get, you know, everything's going long, ha ha ha, everything's wonderful, you're about to go out to dinner, you look at your, your phone, and you've got a bad one review. star and it's like immediately you were in bliss and now you're in complete hell totally right? pissed complete off hell. okay and the, so there's a whole gamut there's like okay is it a team member am i disappointed am i disappointed at, at somebody dropping the ball or is it you know is the, com the client completely out of line so you go it's a witch hunt begins yeah, at that point you want to find out who's the one who yeah. filed it yeah. What team member was involved yeah. and what did they do? Did they do something wrong or was this a crazy client? And you just go crazy, you yeah. get obsessed over it. So, you know, the most successful situation, even if it's deserved, the best situation is you're gonna own it, you're gonna respond correctly so that when other people yeah. read that bad review, they can even be inspired that this is still a great place to come because look at how they responded yes. to that. If you can get to that place um, and own it, you can eat the humble pie. Then, you know, and you can also go to the other person and coach or just, you know, yeah. even talk to the the, um, the customer and be like, you know, above and beyond, we did it the right way. Y you're going to you're going to handle it well. And honestly, 
Yelp reviews, that client wants to be, feel heard so bad so to yes. the point where they took all that time out of their day to write out their, you know, paragraph. Yeah. Many paragraphs sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and um, Sadly. really, if, if you can even change the way the opportunities and spaces for a client to come forward with their feedback before that can even happen, that's a good way. But if you can get that client on the phone or back in one more time to make it right, yeah. a lot of times they'll switch it around. Okay. I don't know mm -hmm. if that's happened. Oh, yeah. Yes. yeah. Absolutely. We've, we probably have had at least 15, 20 one-star reviews and turned five-star reviews. Just the way we yes. fixed it. Just the just way the we way worked it. But I, and I know that feeling when you first get one, you're on, you're having a great day. It's always on the days you're having a great oh, day. Yeah. It's <laughs> a good day <laughs> for once. Mm -hmm. And then you get, you get that ping on your phone. And I uh, see the Yelp thing come up and I'm like, what? what is this? And I look at it and I'm like, all right, my day is ruined. Yes. Yeah. And I've had the times where like I completely melted down and cried and cried and cried. And then, cause it's like, oh no, like my rating's going to go down and it's just so silly. But yeah. then, you know, you come out of it, Yeah. you process it, you, you talk to the team, you figure out what happened. Then you get the client side if they let you. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and most of the time, time it's been fixed. most of the time we found we actually um, would win over someone and become a real big fan of us because the way we handle it. Yeah. And I know there are a lot of people that would come to our salon because I didn't read your your all your five stars, but I read some of your one stars. And the way you responded, there was so much grace and, and class and professionalism. I said that's the salon I want to go to because even when they're being bashed by someone, it's a way of attracting yeah. better clients yes, too because yes. of the way that they respect you and yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I even the uh, even if you've done everything you possibly can to get that review off, and even maybe if it's even unjust that is on there you still can have the satisfaction of doing the right thing because what's going to happen is other people are going to look at it and it's an advertisement yeah. you have guaranteed eyes they're going to read that bad review. well they always read the bad you want to read the run star yeah. review so your potential client is going to go to that and they are going to see how you responded did they own it and it's like wow that's an advertisement so you can turn that bad situation into positivity you know yeah as long as you don't have too many of them. Yeah. <laughs> At some point, <laughs> it's not a good thing. But if you have one once a blue moon, I mean, for us, we used to have meltdowns in the beginning. Same. I remember our team would be like, oh my gosh, Paul's upset. We got a one-star <laughs> review just like 10 years ago. But we've learned that we would send our team to the panic when we got those reviews and we no longer freaked out. After a few years, we were gonna realize us freaking out over a one-star review is not worth it because it just stresses out the team. I, so, I can know. beat you. I, I questioned one of my artists about why we got four stars from her client <laughs> instead of five. I was like, what did you not do? Why oh is it not five? Um, oh my gosh, four oh, things. <laughs> I, no, we, we've had the same, we've had yeah. the same thing, like, it's, you know. <laughs> Some people just don't give five star reviews. No, that's know? true. There are some, but there's like I read a review with this one. We have one I remember. It's like I love it the best lashes. Four stars. I'm like, I know. wait a minute, what? Come on, come on! Do you, do, you don't do four stars. We're the best lashes ever. I mean, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I guess you had to be go to the heaven or something to get five star rating. I don't know. Jeez. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed that honest and real conversation with Paul and Tessany. Um, 
On to LashCon. I know I mentioned at the beginning of the episode that they're putting on this event. Uh, Just a little bit about it. It's from October 19th through 21st in October. So it's coming up really fast. It's in Pasadena, California. There's a lot of speakers, a lot of which aren't in the lash industry. It's more business minded. Um, It is also really cool because you get to go to um, the breakout sessions that you want to attend. So if there's a talk that you may not be interested in or isn't relevant to you, you could go to a different session of your choosing. It's pretty cool. I like um, conferences that are set up like that. So if you want to attend, um, make sure you buy your tickets. There's a link in my show notes. And also you can go to lash.com on Instagram and buy them there. I hope to see you there. And if not, I will be back very soon with the next episode and I will talk to you then. Also, if you want to submit a question to be featured on the show, you can click the link in the show notes or also there's a link in my Instagram bio to leave a voicemail. You can also send a voice memo. There's many different ways to send an audio message. Uh, So you can leave your name, your Instagram name or business name and of course the question and you can be featured right here on the show. Hope you guys have a great week and I will talk to you guys very soon.